The views and opinions expressed in this recording do not necessarily reflect those of the St George Illawarra Dragons Rugby League Football Club. I guess I kept thinking too, my, one of my cousins, um, Jason, had a snowboarding accident in Canada and he's quadriplegic, so I kept, like, mum kept reassuring, reminding me and I kept reminding myself, you know, there's people out there a lot worse well, off so, than you. Yeah. Like, my injury is only temporary, like, it's going to heal, I'm going to run, I'm going to play footy again, so... So yeah, he's a big inspiration to me and um, that inspired me even more to play even harder, so. Coming to you from St George Illawarra HQ, this is the Dragons Podcast, Off the Record. Hello and welcome to the first ever Dragons Podcast, Off the Record. I am your host, Jack Brady, and I know what you're thinking. Who in the hell is Jack Brady? Well, I am the club's media manager, but even the Dragons heavy hitters didn't think that was enough. So they brought along a co-host for me. He has 210 NRL games to his name, nine Origins for New South Wales, and nine tests for Australia. Mr. Sean Timmons, how are you, mate? Welcome, Jack. Yeah, good to be back. It's uh, yeah, plenty happening in the past few weeks of Rugby League, and uh, looking forward to having a chat to our guests later on. But uh, yeah, should be a, should be a good hour or so. You've mentioned the guest, Kazzy Apps. Welcome. We've, we pushed you up yesterday on Twitter and all the social medias, but you're going to be our first ever guest. It must be an honour to be here. Oh, such an honour. Yeah. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me, guys. So what we're going to do today, guys, is we're going to talk about uh, last weekend's game against Canberra. We're going to throw forward to the Seagulls game, of course, and then we're going to go through the life and times of Kazzy Apps. So that's something to look forward to, eh, Kazzy? <laughs> <laughs> Now, we'll start with the Manly Seagulls game, guys. Obviously, it's women in league round as well. Timo, how important have uh, some special ladies in your life played in your career in life? Yeah, huge. Obviously, uh, everyone has their mums and thinks their mums are the best in the world. But, yeah, my mum uh, was the same as anyone's mum. Took me everywhere, drove me to games, drove me to training. Uh, I was always positive. I never played a bad game to her. She always says I played good, even though I knew I played crap. So to have your mum in your life is uh, yeah very special, and it's great to see that the NRL uh, over the years have been recognising what the women do in league, and obviously now we've got um, the women playing, which is great. So um, yeah, and then my wife, and now I've got two little girls as well that play a part of my life. Would have been good if they could have seen me play footy, but. They don't. Uh, I remind them a little bit. I put on videos and charms every now and then. But no, obviously, yeah. I think my mum played a huge part uh, in my life. As I said, um, making all them sacrifices to be able to get you to training, get you to the games, buy you the best boots and stuff like that. So looking forward to uh, Sunday. It should be a huge game, especially with the New South Wales State of Origin girls game on. And uh, hopefully, we can recognise all the uh, the women that are involved in rugby league. As Tim, I mentioned, Kezzy, the Interstate Challenge is on Sunday at Wynn Stadium. You must be excited for that and, and what it presents, an opportunity for you ladies. Yeah, I'm very excited for that, obviously, um, to be playing at a big stage and in front of a, a home crowd for me, I guess. And, um, yeah, my parents are coming up and a lot of family and friends and I just can't wait to get out there. Obviously, it's serving as a curtain raiser for the Dragons Manly game, which is at Wynn Stadium on Sunday, um, starts at 2 o'clock. We'll go for the Manly team first, guys, just to see what's happening there. Obviously, they had a last start win against the West Tigers. So just quickly, number one, Tom Trevojevic. On the wings, Brad Parker and Akili Uate. In the centres, Dylan Walker and Brian Kelly. 5'8", Blake Green, halfback Daly Cherry Evans. In the front row, Brenton Lawrence, Cameron Cullen, Martin Tapao. In the back row, Frank Winnerstein, Sean Lane and Jake Trevojevic. And on the bench, Jackson Hastings, Lloyd Parrott, Darcy Lasik, Adam Fenua-Blake. And the reserves list is Jared Kennedy, Joey Lusick, Lewis Brown and Jonathan Wright. Obviously, there's one glaring omission there, guys, and that's Appy Corriso. How much of a loss is he there? Yeah, the huge, I think. Obviously, Manly have been probably the form side of the comp the past few weeks. They've stuck themselves. I think they're around the top top three or top four at the moment. But they've been playing some really good 
footy. The Trebojevic brothers have been outstanding. Dylan Walker's been real good. And Daly Cherry Evans, after not getting picked for uh, Queensland, has been playing some real good footy. But there's some massive losses, I think. Appy Corosau's been really good for him in the hooking spot. Uh, Sirenen's out on the edge. So there's a couple of injuries there. So for us Dragons, I think this time's going to be the best time for us uh, to get them. But they're in form. But Sunday should be a cracking day. I think there's going to be a massive crowd there, as we spoke about before. The women in league, the girls' state of origin is going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of interest in that. So our Dragons boys, I think they'll be really fired up for it. It's a real must win, I think, this game. And as you said, with Appy out, I think that he's going to be a huge loss for the Manly side. You're pretty close to Trent Barrett's so idea, mate. You've got any inside word or inside scoots for us there for the Manly team? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> well, I was in his bridal party at a wedding and I was in, he was in mine. So, yeah, we're pretty close, mates. I've been speaking to him a little bit. He hasn't answered the last few days, so he probably knows that I'm trying to hit him up for a bit of info. But, no, nah, he'd be looking forward to coming down. I know uh, he loved his time down here. He was down here since he was a little kid. So, he'll be looking forward to coming down and hopefully get that win. But, Hopefully for Baz, it, uh, he walks away with a loss. But, uh, yeah, there's no real inside info. As I said, there's a few changes in their side. Uh, but they've got a pretty big, big bench, I think. They've got Darcy Lussick, Adam Fanuel-Blake, one of our um, ex-Dragons, and Lloyd Perrett. They've got some big boys on there. But I just think, yeah, I think the, um, as you said, Appy's going to be a huge loss. for. The, he's been a big part of what they've been doing. So hopefully my mate Baz goes back with a, uh, with a loss. But I'll be looking forward to catching up to him anyway. Yeah. We'll just go through the Dragons team list quickly now, guys, as well. Uh, at fullback, Josh Dugan. On the wings, Nene McDonald and Jason Nightingale. In the centres, Ewan Aitken and Tim Laffey. Uh, Five-back, Gareth Woodup. Halfback, Josh McCrone. In the front row, Lisa Armour and Paul Vaughan. Hooker is Cameron McInnes. In the back row, Tyson Frizzell and Joel Thompson. Locke is Jack DeBellin. And on the bench is Tarek Sims, Jacob Post, Blake Laurie, Kurt Mann. And the reserves list is Matt Dufty, Tane Milne, Russell Packer and Jake Marchetto. Even with Russell in the reserves list there, Kezi, you must be pretty impressed with the Dragons team. Of course. I, I just love watching the Dragons play and um, the speed from Tyson Frizzell off, off the mark is just incredible. And um, yeah, I just, um, I'm really excited to watch the game. Talking about them, Kezi, now that you love watching the Dragons, because you play back row yourself, do you sort of try and follow someone in the NRL, whether it's Dragons or from another side, and watch the way the back rows play and try and sort of take that into your own game yeah i do actually i um tend to watch the back rowers and see um how they play and how they position themselves and um i yeah i do try and take a lot of a lot out of it so yeah i'm really looking forward to it especially yeah tyson frizzell he's one of my favorites you look at the uh the key matchups across the park guys um obviously you go off last time uh they played uh at brookvale which is in round six uh dragons won 35 10 Josh McCrone produced four try assists that day, and you look at how much uh, how good uh, Delhi Cherry Evans is going at the minute. Like how important are those two number sevens for for this game on the weekend? Yeah, it's going to be huge, as you said. Cherry Evans, he's been on fire uh, most of the year actually, and we spoke about it a little before. He's since missing out on the Origin. He seems to have gone up that next level. I suppose he's probably hurting from not making it. But for our guys, we need to be on our game, as you said. Josh McCrone earlier in the year when we played. Manly up at Brookvale, we put on a real good performance, so they're going to be hurting and looking to bounce back. But Cherry Evans, he's going to be—he'll he, have his hands on the ball more than anyone. So, defend—we need to try and tire him out defensively, send the big forwards at him, and uh, hopefully McCrone—McCrone's kicking game is hugely important. Uh, we need to try and kick the corners, but that all comes down to our forwards. If our forwards can do a good job like we have at the start of the year, that got us on that roll. Our halves can start putting the ball in the corners and making it tough for them coming out of trouble. But, yeah, looking forward to that matchup, uh, especially, yeah, McCrane coming up against um, Cherry Evans. But, uh, yeah, it should be a cracking game. 
Jack DeBellin was asked for his thoughts on Manly and that particular game uh, early on Tuesday morning. Uh, we'll just play back now for you. Looking back on that performance, that was probably one of our best performances of the year. We kind of blew him out of the park there and um, everyone was probably saying that Manly didn't play that well, but at the same time we played outstanding. So I suppose a few clips will be shown of um, some performances, obviously, and individual things that we did well. So we'll um, yeah, be looking to build on that again. Back in round six, guys, that was billed as like the game of the round, and you see how much Manly's improved since then, and Dragons have kind of gone off the boil per se, but you know, you look at this game again, it's probably the game of the round again, considering the uh, circumstances. Yeah, it will be. As you said, that uh, we played outstanding up there at Brookvale and did blow them off the park a little bit, but uh, our form probably hasn't been great. We're coming off a few of uh, a few losses back-to-back, so I thought last week against the Raiders were unlucky. It was probably the best we've played in a few weeks, but we just couldn't come away with the win, so... I'm sure the boys will be pretty excited about playing back down here at Wynn Stadium. Uh, it's always a great clash there. Sunday afternoon, doesn't get any better. Two o'clock kickoff, there's going to be a huge crowd, but we're going to need to play really good. Manly will come down here with a pretty positive attitude, and I know that they didn't think that they played well against us last time, so they're going to be looking to, uh, to bounce back from that. But I think our boys, we've got to really go out and attack them. We've just got to try and get a little bit of confidence back in our game, um, hopefully score a few early tries, and make it a little bit uncomfortable for, for the Eagles. But, yeah, should be a, uh, a huge matchup. Uh, big Marty Tapao, actually, for the, the Seagulls. He's been uh, unstoppable. He's, uh, he's pretty so big and strong and powerful, and he's hard to contain, and that's what they play off the back of a bit, him and then Trebojevic at the lock. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a big challenge for our forwards. Yeah, you got Russell Packer named in the reserves. I've had a quick chat with uh, Head of Athletic Performance, Nathan Pickworth, before, and they're going to give him every opportunity to play, and that's a massive inclusion if he does play, considering he lasted maybe five minutes last week against Canberra. Yeah, well, he'd be uh, a little bit fresh. I suppose he didn't play long, but, yeah, that hip flexor, there's nothing worse than getting them. They are, they are pretty painful, but, yeah, I'd love to see Russ play. He brings that bit of intimidation factor, I think, to our side. Obviously, mm. he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty big and aggressive, but... Um, if he doesn't play, Blake Laurie, young kid I had a little bit to do coming up with, played uh, SG Ball, a uh, real good kid, and he played his debut the other week and got concussed. So it be good to see him get a run and see how he goes. Hopefully he can stay on the field without uh, any head knocks. But he's a real good young kid that I think we're going to see a fair bit in the future of at the Dragons. Sweet. And Kazzy, who wins and why? Oh, the Dragons, of course. <laughs> Af- after us New South Wales girls win as well. <laughs> Timo, who wins and why? Yeah, I'll go the Dragons. I think uh, we'll win, uh, score. I think there might be a few points in it. As I think Sunday's supposed to be a nice nice day, hopefully nice weather. I reckon I'd say it'll, I'll go 22-10. The Dragons, I just hope, um, as I said, we can start well, get a bit of confidence. As I said, they, they played pretty well last week, but I think if our forwards do their good job and we start moving the ball around, we've got some points in this out wide with Dugan and our, our centres are playing some good footy, Lafayette and Aiken, so... Yeah, I'll go 22-10, but I think this will be a real physical clash. Yeah, if you look at the Seagulls last week, I think they kind of faded in and out of that Tigers game. While they did get the win, it looked like they weren't kind of putting a whole 80-minute performance together. And if you look at the Dragons game against Canberra last week, that was uh, they were probably the better team, if you think about it. So I think if they can do much the same, I think they'll get away with the win as well. And we'll uh, look at that Canberra game now. I think Kurt Mann spoke earlier in the week, and uh, he summed up the game. Oh, it's, it's hard to put our finger on it, you know. We're, we're, we've lost our way a bit. I think... Um you know, I think we, we've just sort of haven't been playing the same style of footy that we, we played at the start of the year. You know, everything was a lot simpler at the start of the year, and I think we've um, everyone's sort of trying to just do too much. You know, we, we're just trying to win games. You know, every play. So um, hopefully, we work, like I said on the weekend, you know, we got back to you know just just trying to break opposition down, and I think it worked for us a bit. You know, we played a lot better than what we have. 
So, mate, what did you make of that camera game? Matt obviously went the golden point, 18-14 loss to the Dragons, but it was the signs of improvement there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was huge signs. I thought, I thought they played well, but obviously, um, well, we weren't good enough. We still couldn't come away with the win, but I thought there were some positive signs there. I thought it looked like they we moved the ball around. We scored some nice tries. Nene McDonald was in involved through the middle again. I think that's what they were doing earlier in the season, but you heard Kurt speak about it. I think the main thing is why they were so good early in the season is they, it was simple footy. Their forwards, their big forwards were just rolling their sleeves up, running hard in numbers, and then the backs, we had a good kicking game on the back, Gareth and McCrone, and the, the backs were doing their job. So I think the simpler they make it, the Dragons, the better they play. So hopefully we'll hear it, we'll see them go back to that a little bit on Sunday and, um, yeah, score some points on the back of it. Kezzy, because you are involved in such small camps, I suppose, throughout the year, how important is it to play simple football, especially when you have su- such a short time of, uh, together? Yeah, no, obviously it's it's very important and, um, well, I guess I know exactly what it's like, well, especially like the Origin camps, we don't spend much time together. So the time you do spend together is obviously really important and um, especially getting that team bond and, and, and gelling and those those combinations happening. So obviously, yeah, it's it's really important. Jack DeBellin spoke early again on Tuesday morning about the specifics of what's kind of gone wrong throughout the last couple of weeks. So we'll go for that now, Paddy. Yeah, we definitely know we can. It's more just, as I was saying, getting back to getting back to basics, um, our key principles and the fundamentals that we're working for us. I suppose we've kind of gone away from that in a little bit and um, gone away from our team first actions and are probably playing a little bit too individualised at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty simple to get back to. Like your little effort things, it doesn't obviously require any talent. Like for example, kick chase, kick pressure, um, working hard on your insides, just little things like that, supporting your mate and. That's, I suppose, you know, when we're playing well, when we're doing those little things and um, not just worrying about our carries. What are your thoughts on that, Timo? Yeah, we spoke about it. It's simple. It's all them little things. It's them little one percenters that you talk about in games. It's that probably the supporters or the crowd don't recognise them, but it's the little things that your teammates recognise, like kick chase, putting pressure on the kicker, um, just all the little things around that you do in footy. You do them well, and the rest comes off the back of it. Um, you yeah you'll reap the rewards. So I think they by the by the sounds of it, the boys know what they want to, they need to do or want to do. But it's about going out there and doing it. Now's the challenge. So I think they'll be quite hungry. I think they're probably disappointed how the last few weeks have have rolled out for them, especially where they were sitting top four the majority of the year, and now they're on the eight, like sitting eight. So they're going to be pretty desperate. And um, yeah, I'm sure um, if all seventeen go and do all them little one percenters in the game and really push themselves to the limit, I'm sure they can come away with the win. You talked about they're on the eight, the brink of the eight now. There's no more excuses anymore. Ever reaching the kind of pointy end of the season, they've got to really shape in the gear now, don't they? Yeah, well, it's a scary part where they're sitting. We keep losing. There's a side I think it's um, Penrith and Penrith can yeah. sort of jump in. So we need to start winning, and I'm sure that Mary and the coaching staff know that, and the players know where they're sitting on the table. So it's about probably not looking too far ahead, but it's about just the old cliche taking it one week at a time. So first of all, they got to beat. They got to come up against a, a pretty good quality manly side who are in the top four play well against them try and get the two points build that confidence uh that they had at the start of the year and i'm sure they can build onto the back end of the season um and head into the final series with a bit of form and i think that a lot of luck plays part whether you have injuries um in your squad so hopefully it looks like we we could be at full strength um having everyone on the field really makes a massive massive difference yeah, you talk about key moments. If the intercept wasn't thrown to Aiden Caesar on the weekend, Dragons probably run away with it, you know what I mean? So it obviously comes down to those key moments in the game, doesn't it, Kezzy? Yeah, definitely. And just discipline, I guess. And um, exactly what Timo said, 
just those little one percenters um, can can be a game changer. And um, you know, you get kick chase, defense, chasing on the inside, and everything like that. So um, yeah, discipline, I guess. All right, guys, we'll leave it there. We'll take a quick break, and afterwards, we'll uh, delve into the life and times of Kezi Apps. Look out! Yeah. <laughs> It's round 20 of the NRL Telstra Premiership and every team is out there to celebrate Harvey Norman Women in League Round. Bring the whole family to Wing Stadium this Sunday to celebrate the important role women play in our game with a huge doubleheader. Don't miss the Women's Interstate Challenge kicking off at 11.30am. Then see the Dragons take on the Sea Eagles in a Sunday afternoon blockbuster. Get your tickets today from nrl.com forward slash tickets. I'm very pleased to see Kezi back. I had no doubt in her that she would return um, sooner than anticipated because of how strong her willpower is. And she's a massive threat for our team, uh, for Queensland. And um, she's just a good person to have in camp. She goes out on the field and she does her job. And um, she makes a million tackles and a million line breaks. And then she gets off the field and she's humble and down to earth. And that's exactly the person that I know we like to surround ourselves with. Um, surround ourselves with especially with all the exposure going on with women's rugby league at the moment it's important to stay grounded and um kezzy builds you up on the field and keeps you grounded off the field and that's a great person to be i think welcome back to off the record and you've just been listening to sam bremner dragons ambassador and new south wales fullback explaining what kezzy apps means to her and you can see you're blushing a little bit kezzy she's looking a bit emotional <laughs> yeah. i liked it that was great what what does what does semi mean to you and, and that must also be nice to hear yeah um you know she's a really good friend to me at the oh, not at the moment but um from footy i i've only met her since since playing footy and um we've become really close and she's just a ball of fun like she's the most you know so much fun to be around and she's always has me in, in stitches laughing and um and she's also humble and, and and really grounded as well so yeah that was really nice of her yeah of course we're here to talk about you though uh we'll start <laughs> We'll start from the beginning. Where were you born? And, and tell us about your family upbringing and, and your story there. Yeah, so I was born in Bega, New South Wales, on the far south coast. And um, I had a very special upbringing on a dairy farm. So we were, I was, um, yeah, obviously been in Bega all my life and surrounded by family and, and cows, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Practice tackling them. Oh, you know, try to, no. um, and yeah, it was, it was probably, I guess it makes me appreciate family a lot more, um, knowing what, what they, what they've gone through, I, I guess as well. And, um, my granddad moving from Sydney down to, down to Bega, um, before my dad was born. And then my dad's been there, um, ever since and milk and cows, that was my first job which was horrible. I hated it. <laughs> I hated the cold mornings. That would be the early starts. Yeah, early morning. starts, three o'clock in the morning, getting up. And especially in winter, that was one thing I, I didn't really enjoy very much. But um, summers was just too hot and then too many flies. So, um, But the lifestyle is great. And um, dad and that, dad and was home before you know we got home from school. And um, except Christmas was really hard though because we had to wait to dad come home from milking before we could open up our presents. <laughs> so yeah. when did you uh, when did you start playing rugby league? At what age did you start? And I heard uh, that you played with a well known uh, sort of superstar of the game now, Dale Finucane, who's playing down at Melbourne Storm. So yeah, what age did you play? And when did you sort of come across uh, Dale? Um, well, I started playing when I was eight years old, and um, 
you know, I, I started because of my two older brothers. Like they were both playing footy and we used to always um, play footy in the backyard. So it used to be my dad and myself first, uh, Dion and Ryan. And um, for some reason, dad used to always throw these dummies and he used to, everyone used to always fall for it even I did on the, <laughs> on the same side. But um, they, were the, they were the two who um, convinced me to play rugby league and you know, mum was horrified. Mum didn't want me to play, but um, both dad and Dion and Ryan were like, yeah, you should just go play. So, um, yeah, rocked up to training and I, I started under eights and Dale didn't come to Bega Roosters until um, under nine. So, you know, I was top of the tackle count, yeah. <laughs> high strike scorer. Um, yeah, but yeah. So and since the, then, under eights through to under 11s, oh, I played great. with him. So they must have been, obviously, your early influences of sort of who pushed you, or not pushed you into playing, but that uh, helped you along the way to, to sort of make the transition into rugby league. And um, did you watch much footy when you were younger on TV? And if so, was there any side um, that you did follow or players you really loved sort of as you were growing up? Yeah, so um, I don't really remember grow- uh, like watching footy much when I was growing up, but um, obviously my two brothers were, were big influences on me and I just wanted to be like them and, and follow them and follow in their footsteps. But um, I remember one year the Eels come to Vega yeah. and um, we're playing and at that time we purchased cows off the high marshes and Ryan, my brother, was, you know, he followed <laughs> Parramatta, so I just wanted to be like him too so I followed Parramatta and sorry sorry I don't anymore don't worry um, and then um, yeah so I Nathan Highmarsh was was um, or his brother Ian Funny, come okay, to our, yeah. our farm but Nathan Highmarsh was one of the players that I, I looked up to when I was younger and I still still do now my old roommate Hindy but uh, <laughs> on your brothers in them backyard games would they go easy on you or would you go easy on them or was no, it full on tackle no it was tackle <laughs> Because I've got a sister, I don't think I could bash it. Like, I don't think I could. <laughs> we used to play uh, footy in the lounge room on our knees, but yeah, she knees, was only, she that was, was us too. She was only touched, but I'm just thinking you probably might have been able to handle yourself against the boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was a bit younger, they were just, you know, grabbing. But yeah. uh, as we got a little bit older and when I started playing footy too, I started just practising on them as well. And, um, yeah, as I said, mum would often stay inside and not want to watch because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to see a little girl getting bashed up by the boys. But, um yeah, no. We used to when it was um too wet yeah, outside. Yeah. We used to go inside and play indoor footy too. Do you, Do you remember when you were told that you weren't allowed to play anymore at under 11s? Like, how did that make you feel as a as a young player coming through the ranks? Yeah, um, I guess it was obviously pretty disappointing. But um, at that stage, I was going into high school and I was meeting new friends, and most of my friends played hockey. You know, they would never play football, and uh, I sort of just followed the crowd and and went and played hockey but I think most of my teammates were more disappointed than I was I think because <laughs> they were saying that their best players can't play anymore <laughs> which is pretty funny to hear but um but yeah so I, I switched and played hockey what made you come back to rugby league is it true that the rugby league world cup victory for the for the Gillaroos in 2013 helped push you along that is true I um I remember watching it in my lounge room on the news at the um, yeah, 2013 World Cup, Gillaroo's team had won, of it, won, and I had no idea that there was women's rugby league available. And um, at this stage too, I was playing league tag for Bega Roosters. They only just established in, I think, 2012. So I'd played that for nearly two years, and um, I'd often tell my teammates that, you know, if this was tackle, 
someone would have to stop me because you you think you're through a hole and then someone's grabbed your tag and you're like, oh, damn it, like, <laughs> bloody tag stuff. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and then as soon as I saw that, it yeah, obviously inspired me to um, go looking for a club that I can play for and that's how I managed to find Helensburg and started the following year. So playing rugby league, obviously everyone's got to make sacrifices and, and all them sorts of things, but I've heard you must had to make a lot Living down in Bega, you're playing for Helensburg. I think that's nearly around a five-hour trip. So tell us how you sort of – how often you went training or what you've done. Like and you and, I heard you and your mum normally travel, but must, that's, a, that's a long trip and plenty of sacrifices from your mum, I suppose, uh, to be travelling with you and to and from games and training. Well, how often did you come to Helensburg to train? Um, well, my first year in playing in 2014, because I had no idea how it all worked and – I, I often ask them, I'm like, do I have to try out for the team? Like, I had no idea. They're like, no, just turn up, you know, you'll be right. Um, but, yeah, that stage I was working at an insurance broking um, firm in, in Bega and I worked out with them that I could work five days one week and then three days the following week and then I would come up on the Thursday to make a training and then stay up on the Saturday um, and then come back home Saturday after the game. So one week I'd, I'd work five days, but I'd, I'd change my hours. So I was working more hours, but I was only really losing one day instead yeah. of two. And um, so yeah, one week I'd work from Monday to Friday, then come up Saturday to play and then go back home Saturday to back home and then do that again. And then the following week I'd work three days and come up on the Thursday to make a training and then stay at my brother's place at Miranda um, and then play Saturday and come back home. So I did that for the first year. Um, How was the petrol? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, And then um, I remember making New South Wales team and Matty Head, who works um, Oh, yeah, we all know Hedy. Hedy. Um, He decided to to make training Mondays and Wednesdays. So (laughs) I had to work half a day Monday, come up to Sydney, because they trained in Sydney, not Helensburg, so like Parramatta Way or somewhere out there. Um, Train Monday night. Then we drive back to Niara and then stay the night and then I hop up early to make work on Tuesday morning and then I did that again on Wednesday and then drove back That's to Niara Wednesday night and then um, back to work Tuesday, Thursday sorry, and then work again Friday and then come back up on Saturday to play. So um, for a five-week, six-week period when we'll, yeah, for New South Wales, I was going up three times a week. That's that's a massive uh, a lot of sacrifices, yeah, ma- ma- massive sacrifices. I yeah. bet. But I guess I don't. We don't like. Well, I don't like to look at it as a sacrifice, really, because yeah. we like to look at it as like an investment. Yeah. You know, if if I didn't do all that, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's a reward for all the uh, all your hard work, especially exactly. what you've done and gone on and represented New South Wales, Australia, and won the uh, the Dally M. I think so. That must have been last year. Must have been a huge. Uh, a huge achievement and something I suppose you were very proud of and I bet your family was pretty proud of all that sacrifices and, and time you'd spent in the car travelling to and from training. That, that must have been a uh, yeah, massive night for you and your family. Yeah, it was um, it, it was probably, you know, the most amazing night I've ever had. And I remember getting a phone call to say I even got nominated for this award and I was just like, holy God, like I can't believe I've just got a nomination for this award. And... Um, I remember, I remember the actual night and we, we actually had a cameraman come up to our table and was like, ask Ruan Sims if, if she's like, they're like, are you, are you um, Samantha Bremner? And she's like, no, this is. And then he's like, okay. And he had a big camera on his shoulder. 
So we're like, Sammy, you've got the award. Like, so <laughs> yeah. I'm like so happy for Sam. Like I was just obviously so happy to be there. And then when they were reading out the name, the name for it, I'm waiting to clap Sammy. And then they've called my name out and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I was so obviously nice blown surprise. away and shocked. And um, yeah, such a huge honor and um, something that I never thought I'd ever get. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I can't even, yeah, I can't yeah. even explain <laughs> the words. It's just, it's yeah, it's just amazing. Early in the year, you were playing for the Jillaroos at the Auckland Nines. You obviously broke your leg, correct? Correct. <laughs> just checking. Uh, <laughs> how was it to suffer a long-term injury like that? How tough was the recovery and how good is it to be back this weekend playing? Um, yeah, I was, I was gutted when it happened. Um, I had this big plan, obviously, the whole year. Like, we had obviously the Auckland Nines and come back for the All-Stars and I had the Anzac Test and then obviously Origin and World Cup at the end of the year. So when it happened, I was like, it like obviously threw a spare in the works and I had to reassess all my goals. And um, But it was tough, like mentally it was really tough and I found it pretty hard. I've been going from like, obviously my job was a personal trainer down in Bega at United Fitness and... Um, seeing people and positive people every day and helping them achieve their goals and me training every day to absolutely doing nothing, sitting on the couch with his leg busted. Uh, yeah, it was pretty tough, but um, I guess I had obviously family was a big help for me and my partner Craig and um, my boss at United, he was he was amazing to me. And um, I guess I kept thinking too, my, one of my cousins, um, Jason had a snowboarding accident in Canada and he's a quadriplegic. So I kept, like, mum kept reassuring, reminding me and I kept reminding myself, you know, there's people out there a lot worse, worse off than off. you. Yeah. Like, my injury is only temporary. Like, it's going to mm. heal. I'm going to run. I'm going to play footy again. So I was like, suck it up. You'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, he's a big inspiration to me. And um, I think last year, I, before our origin, he just had the accident. So, like, that inspired me even more to play even harder. So again, it's gonna, I'll be thinking of him. I think he's coming to the game actually, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, it's only temporary. So I was like, you'll be right, you know, you'll be able to run again. So when I got told I couldn't make Anzac test, um, I was gutted again, cause that was my aim. I was gonna get back for Anzac test, but it was only 10 weeks since I had surgery. Um, and then from there, Origin was my next outlook and I worked out, you know, the time frame's pretty good. So um, I worked really hard and, and yeah, here I am, made the side and yeah, so keen just to get out there and play some footy. The Interstate Challenge is a big moment for you, not only for your return, but you also made your Dillaroo's debut there at Wynn Stadium. So it must be kind of a special stadium to you in that sense. Yeah, um, I remember running out on my first my first game for Dillaroo's there and it was amazing. And um, now it's my home, home soil. And um, I guess to have your family and to have your friends right there as well is going to be really special because um, the last two years we've been in Queensland and only um, a few well my mum and dad obviously they come everywhere I go <laughs> um, but um, yeah so to have your family and friends to be in the crowd with you and um, on home soil everyone's hopefully back in the blues <laughs> they will it's going to be really special we need a blues win badly so can you just please do it yeah of course <laughs> but, we'll try. but going back to your injury yeah i've had plenty so i know what it's uh i know what it's like but when you're out that when you're out sort of long term it makes you realize i suppose how lucky 
lucky you are to what you'll be able to do to be able to play footy, to be able to run around with your teammates and have fun. And so mentally, is it, do you reckon it's made you a lot stronger, probably realising how lucky you are to be able to play footy and then not be able to do it for that amount of months and sat on the sideline? So do you reckon mentally it's probably made you a better person and hopefully going to make you a better player? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Knowing that, <clears throat> like especially the last couple of years, I've sort of dedicated my whole life to footy and obviously you know exactly what it's like and um to be out for those few months you you do really appreciate your health and being physically active and what it does um to you mentally as well and um you know be able to 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 run around and with your best mates on the field playing footy a game that you love um yeah it's just amazing i just you know Ready to go. You look ready. ready. Go. You got me fired up for, <laughs> for Sunday. But on a bit more of a positive note, I want to know the girls' camps. Yeah. I want to know what goes on. Obviously, I've been in a few Origin and. Calm down, Timo. Origin and, and Test <laughs> What do you want to know? The, the bonding sessions, or I don't know, we normally always used to have a bit of a. We'd have a drink, have a bit of fun, have a bit of a laugh. So, what do the girls get up to? What do you get up to in camp in the early? I know that your camps probably aren't as long, or whether it's after the game, but these are well behaved. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Heaps convincing. Heaps well, convincing. I guess we're, we feel really privileged that we're obviously able to get there. And a lot of the girls, um, as you say, sacrifice a lot of things to be in the position that we are in. And, um, you know, we obviously idolise the NRL players and the opportunities that they get to play it week in, week out at that level. And we only really get this really opportunity every, every few months, New South Wales or Australia. And, um, and to be treated like queens we're in camps as well like we have our food all provided and um we've got like a little room where we go to a meeting room we've got like a ping pong table and stuff like that so we do a lot of game stuff and i know we like bring cards and um yeah we don't really get on the drink like you guys how good's care about camps that's what's so fun you're always with or you meet you with people from other clubs but that's i suppose for yourself that's what it's all about having fun meeting making relationships with other players and just doing them small things playing ping pong having a laugh playing cards so um yeah for me it's probably a massive achievement on yourself and to come back from that injury which you come from and uh, i bet you're that excited about going into camp this week and then getting to play here now on your home turf yeah i'm so excited and yeah as i said i just love camp like being around you're basically you're around your best mates and rugby league is like has made like it gives you opportunities to meet new people and share that common interest and um as i said like our culture in our blues camp is just phenomenal and we're all just best mates really one last question. You know, you, you've seen the game grow exponentially since you started and since you made your debut for the Jewelers anyway. Yeah. Where do you see the women's game going from here, considering, you know, the introduction of the Tasha Gale Cup, for example, this season? Well, hopefully that we're going to get to that um, NRL level. So um, I probably will be retired by then. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really hoping that it does go in that direction, which it is. Um, obviously, the Tasha Gales is a, is a stepping stone. And um, I know there was talks on an under-16s competition as well um, next year and then hopefully in another year or two an opens competition. But um, I really um, support what the NRL is doing and um, building it from the grassroots up and trying to build that playing pool so we have that good competition um, all the way through and then so when it comes to getting the opens team we've got a good product and we can play some good footy 
Fantastic. I think we'll leave it there, guys. Uh, Kezzy, thanks for joining us no again. No worries. Thanks for having me. We'll have a quick break and we'll have a quick break and uh, wrap it up. The fire is born in our blood. We, the descendants of dragons, the passion runs deep. We ride every collision, every try, every moment together. This is jubilation. Where there is tradition, there is history. Where there is heritage, there is pride. The belonging, the connection, the commitment. Be in that number. March with us in 2017. Welcome back to Off The Record. Kezzy's left us, mate, but what a great guest. Yeah, great person. Uh, it's great to have her on board here at the club as an ambassador. Obviously, she's, she's a great rugby league player. She's done well in the game, but she's uh, really excited to be in and around involved with the Dragons, and you love having people like that involved with the club. She's so humble and, and so friendly. So, yeah, it's great to have her on board, and um, she got quite emotional there a little bit with about, about her injury and coming back, so looking forward to watching her play on Sunday. Yeah, just to reiterate, Triple Header at Wynn Stadium on the weekend kicks off at 9.45 with the NYC. Obviously, they've had two games uh, losing streak now, mate, but they're still in the top four. So it's been a pretty good season overall for the NYC boys so far. Yeah, huge season for them. Uh, They got themselves in a good position, as you said, uh, the last two weeks they haven't. But they're a young side. A lot of them can play next year still. So it's been a long season. So just uh, hopefully they try and freshen up a little bit towards the back end of the season. But they've done a really good job this year. Wayne Collins has done an outstanding job. Some great talent coming through. Hopefully we can see them back on the winners list uh, Yeah, on Sunday too. The interstate challenge between New South Wales and Queensland will follow uh, between well, between the women, obviously. New South Wales last year broke an 18-year drought against Queensland. So obviously that's a, it's a big moment for them to back it up this year. Yeah, for sure. I bet Queensland are hurting, but it's about time. Um, obviously, we lost the major at the main origin, but we've won all the junior. I think we won the 16s, we won the 20s, we won the 18s in New South Wales. So we've got something to cheer about, and let's mm-hmm. hope the women can bring it home here in Wollongong on Sunday. And obviously, the uh, the main event on Sunday, the Wynn Stadium, Manly versus the Dragons. It kicks off at 2 o'clock. Obviously, a big game, and we've talked about how important it is, mate. But it's a, is it do or die for the Dragons, do you think? Oh, I don't think it's do or die, but I... T- I'd call it a must-win, pretty much. Yeah. Like they need to win. They need to win for confidence. Where they're sitting on the ladder, um, yeah, wouldn't say it's do or die, but they need to play with that do or die attitude because they need to keep uh, start building themselves up the ladder. And yeah, really looking forward to this one. And I, I, I think and I hope we're going to see a packed house here, Wollongong on Sunday, two o'clock Sunday afternoon, sunny day. Doesn't get any better. So get out there and uh, cheer on the boys and girls. It's also a huge game for the Illawarra side as well. They've slipped out of the top eight for the first time this season, I believe. Uh, I think they've two or three game losing streak. They've obviously lost a few names as well in Sean Nona and Chris Lewis who got early releases. Big game for them out in Penrith on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, huge game for Hetty. Uh, Hetty and his team, obviously, yeah, as you said, they've just slipped out of the eight. They've, there's a few players, I think, uh, they've lost and a few might have just gone overseas. But big game for them. As I said, it's that time of the year now where you need to, uh, you need to get in the eight. I think that's it for us. Off the record, first one in the can. Happy days. Timo, well thanks for joining us, mate. No worries. Thanks, boys. Looking forward to uh, the next one. Oh, it'll be all season long, won't we, just next week. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us here at Off the Record. I'm Jack Brady, and uh, catch you next week. And thanks again to Kezzy Apps. It's round 20 of the NRL Telstra Premiership, and every team is out there to celebrate Harvey Norman Women in League Round. Bring the whole family to Wing Stadium this Sunday to celebrate the important role women play in our game with a huge doubleheader. Don't miss the Women's Interstate Challenge kicking off at 11.30am. 
then see the Dragons take on the Sea Eagles in a Sunday afternoon blockbuster. Get your tickets today from nrl.com forward slash tickets.